Spring deals at Ross will have you saying it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks. Like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online. Vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. Save 20 to 60% off department store prices every day at Ross. Items and style vary by store. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Find your certified yes for me moment for less at Ross. You guys know Sierra got married last year. It's a lot of work. Oh boy, was it. It's a lot to do. And one thing that really helped her figure out what to do first, where to access certain resources, how to get people to know where they were supposed to go for a wedding, Zola. With Zola, you can discover venues and find vendors easily. You can message and book vendors right on their website. And truly, when I say that that was the first part that we had to do and also one of the most intimidating and hardest, it's so nice to just have them all listed right there and be able to talk to them right there and then. They also have free planning tools, which is really helpful because you don't know what you don't know. And if when you go to Zola, you have a guest list manager, wedding website templates, a budgeting tool because dang, can a wedding get out of hand real quick? Mm-hmm. It could all eliminate so much stress and you'll save so much time all because it's like a one-stop shop. That's so true. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Leather, yellow, <laughs> red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow, yellow. <laughs> unique New York, unique New York, unique, unique New York, New York. <laughs> Why are you so bad at that? It's these big teeth. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> there you go. You're really doing a lot of tongue stuff that I don't know that's necessary. Okay. Red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> Maybe snap with it. Unique New York, New York. <laughs> Shit. Woof. So red leather, yellow leather. Woo. There we go. Unique New York, unique New York. Okay, you feel good? I feel good. Okay. You feel good. You look good. You got your comfy pants on. My comfy pants are, have been on for three days. <laughs> In right. tradition, like yeah. we do. I took them off to get ready and went to work. But then when I got home, <laughs> right back on they went. Old faithful. Yeah. Sliding your legs back in. Yeah. And let me tell you something, because I'm going to go into the fact that I'm not wearing a bra right now. <laughs> and I just want to say, I hate winter. It sucks. It's the worst. The best thing winter's ever done for us is the fact that I can go anywhere pretty much yeah. and not be wearing a bra. Layers and are your friend. No one can tell. Yeah. And it's glorious. Love it. <laughs> Anyways. So, <laughs> so uh, this is... Going to be a little bit different Mm -hmm. um, of an episode just because I think the last two um, had a a pretty, I don't know, a comical element to them. Yeah. Where this one might not. We're bringing it down a little bit. You're like so down. (laughs) Like I am on myself right now. (laughs) Um, This is the second time we're recording this episode. Um, And I... (sighs) I'm insane. (laughs) No, you're normal. I think Um, you're normal. We are going to be talking about imposter syndrome and uh, we both have it. And I didn't realize how badly I had it until we were worse than me. (laughs) I don't think you realized how badly I had it. No, I don't think so. Um, You're very good at masking it. Kudos. That's that's (laughs) actually something I want to talk about because so yesterday when we recorded it the first time, we actually switched up the order of the episodes. Mm-hmm. We were originally going to do anxiety before imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. but decided after we received some feedback that we were going to do imposter syndrome before anxiety. And um, the feedback, we, we're so grateful for all the feedback we've got 
we've gotten over the last yeah, couple episodes. Yeah, we don't, it's not like we're constantly like, only give us positive feedback. We will take any uh, constructive criticism as long as you do it nicely. Yeah, <laughs> please. We are don't, fragile. We're fragile. <laughs> um, but the one piece of constructive criticism we received was that people wanted to know who we were. They wanted us to introduce ourselves. They like to put a, uh, I guess, a face to the voices that they're hearing, which yeah. I totally understand because I do too. Anytime, anytime I listen to like a radio personality or any kind of podcast, anything, I feel like I have to <laughs> immediately look them up because I'm like, I need to know who you are and what you look like. I don't know why. It's just a yeah. thing I do. Well, I think it helps you connect. Personalize them, uh-huh. make them more like a friend, which is what we want to be. But I was very, very against introducing ourselves. Introducing ourselves. Sierra uh, and I spend a lot of time on Marco Polo. <laughs> you guys know what that is. Um, video chatting with each other, talking about upcoming episodes and talking about um, kind of our, our outlines for them and um, feedback we've received in our different circles. And that was something that someone told her. And she was like, so maybe we should introduce ourselves. And I was like, hard no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do that. And it was mostly because I didn't think we needed to introduce ourselves, mostly because I didn't think anyone was going to listen who didn't already know us. Exactly. And nobody outside of our inner circle, basically. We were just, we kind of went into this just being like, hey, if it doesn't go anywhere, whatever. But like if a couple of our friends laugh at it, that'd be cool. And like, (laughs) I think it's getting bigger than we thought that it would which is cool yeah we're so appreciative and so grateful but it's um adding another (laughs) level of uh anxiety Mm -hmm. to it for me um and i we kind of approach this like we don't deserve all of this and that's exactly what imposter syndrome is which is why we thought it was super important right now to throw this in even though we had it down the list we were like we got to put this in now yeah, because we experienced. <laughs> We're experiencing it now. Yeah. And we experienced it. Even last night, we experienced yeah. it. I, oh, we said last night in the podcast that we listen to the episodes mm-hmm. after we record them several, several times before we put them out. And We're our own biggest critics. I'll tell you that right, right. now. <laughs> it's very hard to put something out that we're like, this is awesome. Even though on social media, we're like, this is awesome. Yeah. And, uh, don't tell our secrets. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I guess this is a very long way of saying we're going to start introducing ourselves now. Um, in some way we'll try you guys. (laughs) We'll try. We're, Hey, we're awkward people. Yeah. (laughs) And and by we, I mean, mostly me. No, (laughs) We have just known each other our entire lives. Yeah, literally. So it's unnatural for us to be like, hey, Jerry, what do you think about the weather or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> or or even just to say each other's names. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. I don't think I uh, don't think we do that. Hardly no. Ever. So um, we will try and do it. We don't know. You know, if it sounds weird, that's because it is weird for us. Yeah. Um, and we just assumed that people who were listening would already know us. And now that we're, we've got a reach of people who don't know both of us, we're like, well, okay, great. Now we have to say who we are. Hi, new friends. We love you. But also, <laughs> I'm Sierra. <laughs> and I'm Jimmy Phobia. <laughs> Let's get scared. <laughs> no. God, I was hoping you would bring back Jimmy Phobia. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going. Jerry. I'm going as Jimmy Phobia for Halloween next year. I Halloween. hope multiple people goes Jimmy Phobia. <laughs> that would make my whole life. Yeah, um, awesome. But yeah, I'm Jerry. Uh, we're, we, if you look at us on social media, we have pretty distinguishable features. So yeah. I'm the one that has the dark hair, dark eyes, chin hairs. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. I'm only saying that because I have one right now that oh. I've just been stroking like it's my like it's my best accomplishment. I I'm going to have to pluck it. But when I'm in deep in thought, I'm just like, hey, little buddy. <laughs> yeah, guys get to have all the fun with their beards. I wish. I wish this thing would grow. <laughs> anyway, no, I don't. I'm sorry. My uh, wife's lady's like, shut up. <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm the ginger. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry Spice. 
<laughs> She's a porn star now. What? Yeah, which I, I'm hey, not her. <laughs> I'm so, no, I'm so okay with that. You don't have to be a porn star, but I'm, I'm okay with her being. <laughs> well, taking that off my list. <laughs> um, you know what I thought about this morning? That's kind of interesting about our names. What is that? They're both like chance. Hmm? Like whenever people hear what your name is, how do they respond? Sierra, this beat is. <laughs> Every, listen, that song came out 15 years ago, I'm pretty sure, uh-huh. like 14 or 15 years ago. And I get it at least once a week when people hear my name. Oh, yeah. People still chant Jerry from Jerry Springer. Jerry. Like, <laughs> oh, my God, you're right. <laughs> yeah. So. That's just um, how we're going to introduce ourselves. Yeah, we should just play those on your suit. It's fine. <laughs> Every week. Um, so, yeah, that's us. And we are related. Mm -hmm. And again, second time I almost said we've been cousins our whole life. (laughs) What I mean is that we've uh, we're very close. We're nine days apart. Mm -hmm. We were born. I was born nine days later than she was. So right off the bat, we uh, have been very close. (laughs) Yeah, we've known each other for 28 years. We've been having conversations. The the same elementary school. I cried because I wanted to go to kindergarten with Jerry. (laughs) So my mom made sure that she put me into it. I was supposed to go to a different elementary school because that was close to my district. And she like, what's it? Open enrolled me so that I could go to the same (laughs) elementary school as you. And we graduated together, same high school. Yeah. So the other reason I bring that up is uh, our genetics, we share we share genetics, mm-hmm. so our voices sound very similar. And because we were raised in the same family, we, we talk alike. <laughs> yeah, we speak very similarly. So if you can't tell the difference between us. We've heard from my own mother. She's like, sometimes I can't tell who's talking. <laughs> we ourselves can't tell yeah. who's talking yeah. sometimes. There, multiple times. There are times when, or even... Like when we name it, we like to try to pick something funny. <laughs> yeah, something that it. one of us have said from yeah. the episode. And I'll be like, oh, that was funny. That was what Jerry said. And I listen back and I'm like, I said that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, it's bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just, very much procrastinating getting I know. In, <laughs> into, into this. Well, let's go. Uh, let me take you. I'll, I'll do the first part. Yes. We'll start off with a definition because I know a lot of people say I've heard of imposter syndrome and I had never heard of it until about a year ago. Excuse me. And Jerry was the first one who actually, you told me about yeah. it. And I think my mom kind of touched on it too, but I was like, you're like, yeah, imposter syndrome, whatever. I'm like, oh my God, I have that. Yeah, as I soon heard as you about said it. it, I had it. Yeah. On a podcast. And I, that was the first I had heard about it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I imposter syndrome to my imposter syndrome because <laughs> I was like, wait, no, I can't have that. I feel like I have everything. And here's the other thing too. If you have a lot of uh, other mental health disorders, this really walks hand in hand with a lot of them. So really I'll piggybacks s- on all those. Yeah. Over 70% of people in America, well, in a world, I'm pretty sure have it right now. So imposter syndrome is a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Despite external evidence of their competence, those experiencing this phenomenon remain convinced that they are frauds and do not deserve all they have achieved. Individuals with imposterism incorrectly attribute their success to luck or as a result of deceiving others into thinking they're more intelligent than they perceive themselves to be, which is my whole life. (laughs) I, yeah, that's, it's something I experience pretty heavy and actually I'm so critical of myself that's why we're recording this a second time Mm -hmm. because after we listened to it back I was like I wasn't being genuine yeah I actually was being a fraud yeah in the episode that we recorded first because it's amazing because I feel like I should have picked up on that and you did it so well that I didn't even know until you told me it is something that I um (laughs) this is something I I don't feel like a fraud about is being a fraud (laughs) um (laughs) I control the way people view me. Mm-hmm. I have to because it that way I feel like I, I can't be exposed if I'm exposing myself in yeah. a way. Yeah. And I just but felt only little bits of yourself. Right. Only enough so that, they, so that you think that you have it all and mm-hmm. you don't ask more questions. Mm-hmm. And I realized after listening to it that half the stories I were sharing, although they were true, they were curated stories that I had 
told a lot of people Mm -hmm. and I felt like, wow, you're just regurgitating the same bullshit that you say all the time in order to fit some agenda that you have. And it was this cycle in my mind that kept going over and over again. And I felt like you're lying. You're not being authentic because you're trying to protect yourself Mm -hmm. because you don't want people to think you're a fraud, but in doing so you're being a fraud. Yeah. I am obsessed with clothes. Oh yeah. It's a problem for me. It's a problem for my closet. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's why I'm so excited to be sharing Newly with our audience because Newly is a way to try out trendy styles, colors, silhouettes, all different kinds of things that maybe you've been interested in, but are like going to make your bank cry. Mm -hmm. Now you can rent them for a period of time and then you just ship them back. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. That's another beautiful thing mm-hmm. because a lot of places may not have options yeah. for everyone. And this has so much diversity, not only in the brands that they offer, but also they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus the option to buy what you love. It's fun, it's sustainable, and you can save because you get to try out a bunch of stuff that you like, or maybe you're like, I don't know, maybe I would like this. And then you get it and you're like, "Ah, I don't think that's for me, but there's no commitment to buy it unless you really do love it. And you're like, you actually can't have this back, Newly. I'm keeping it. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off of your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code tangents 20 just go to n-u-u-l-y.com that's newly with two u's and enter the code tangents 20 and sign up to get 20 dollars off your first month that's n-u-u-l-y.com newly with two u's with code tangents 20 newly subscription clothing rental change your clothes the south dakota stories volume 5 south dakota seemed like the perfect place to unplug but i ended up connecting to the world around me A world where each sunset was painted, where I felt adventures pulse with every step, and where cold water trickling, pine swaying, and grunting bison became my favorite soundtracks. I just wish I didn't have to leave. There's so much South Dakota, so little time. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. What is the most important thing to you when it comes to menstrual care? Um, I would say probably not having to worry about leaking, going about mm. my day, and not worrying about having to run to the bathroom when you feel that. Oh, what's, what's going on? Uh, I think I'd agree. Yeah. And that's why we're excited to tell you about Flex. If you want a period product that looks out for your body, your lifestyle, and the planet, you've got to try Flex. There's the Flex Disc, which is a one-time-use menstrual disc that fits perfectly inside your body. It's not a cup, and it's better than a tampon. It's unlike any period product you've ever seen before. One flex disc can be worn for up to 12 hours, and it holds as much flow as three super tampons. Plus, you can wear it for mess-free period sex. Yes, my white sheets love that for me. (laughs) Flex discs also create 60% less waste compared to pads and tampons, so they are planet-friendly. And if you want to go with zero waste and have the planet love you even more, you can pick up the Flex Cup, a reusable menstrual cup that Cosmo rated number one. The patented pull tab makes Flex the only cup on the market that removes like a tampon. It's so easy. You already know how to use it and you won't lose it. Yes, which is very important. It's also disability friendly and made with beginners in mind. So when I say like this is easier to use than tampons i really truly believe that well this beginner is grateful for that (laughs) yes it's also velvety soft and completely body safe and it lasts for years 
So say goodbye to cramps, put sex back on the table, and lend Mother Nature a hand. Go to flexfits.com slash tangents and use code tangents for 20% off flex disc starter kits. Or 10% off your first flex cup. Plus, you get free U.S. shipping. That's code tangents at flex, F-L-E-X, fits.com slash tangents. I can see it this morning whenever you were, again, Marco Poloing. So it's a video chat, but we're talking to each other. So I can see your emotion. That's what people are like. Why don't you just text? I'm like, no, trust me. Let me show you one of our video chats because yeah. there's so much more emotion in it. And you were like, hey, be harsh with me. If you liked it and you think it was good. And I could see, though, in your eyes that you were like upset with what came across. And I was yeah. like... No, dude, let's just, <laughs> let's just take it from the top. Because truly, I felt like I failed her. Because it, now you guys are going to be like, play the freaking episode. <laughs> but it was, <laughs> she. We want to show you our failures. <laughs> yeah, it was, she came with so much information and so much passion. And I listened to her and I was like, wow, that's incredible. But I listened to me and I'm like, that's awful. <laughs> no. And I don't know if it was actually awful or if it was just me thinking it was awful because imposter syndrome i've this uh 12 hour reflection that i've done yeah yeah is kind of like a mosquito bite where if you get a mosquito bite and you don't touch it Mm -hmm. it doesn't really grow it doesn't really itch but the second you engage with it yeah oh my gosh you can't stop thinking about it you can't stop touching it it's all you think about it feels worse it gets bigger and that's what happened to me yeah when we started talking about imposter syndrome and i started doing a self-reflection about (laughs) it yeah i scratched the itch and then it overcame me to a point where i was having a panic attack Mm -hmm. and i was in tears (laughs) dissociating which we'll talk about (laughs) yeah um it was really difficult yeah (laughs) to admit that i felt like i was failing and and not in control yeah that's a big part of it Mm -hmm. it really is unfortunately um but that's I, i know a lot of people with imposter syndrome you're kind of you feel like you're the fraud and you're not i just want to say that that's the number one thing with this any accomplish any accomplishments that you achieve you did that you put in the work to do that you deserve every ounce of credit that you get every positive feedback every affirmation you're getting you deserve those you worked for them however a lot of people can't accept that so then they want to control i guess (laughs) everything else yeah which no i i i need to control people's perception of me yeah because i feel safer and i've already done it on the podcast Mm -hmm. um by it's like a shtick of mine to say that like, I don't shower. Yeah. (laughs) It's like a shtick of mine to get on social media and not have makeup on or not have my hair done or wearing scrubby clothes because in that way I'm protecting myself. Yeah. I'm creating an image of myself that (laughs) isn't, um, like I'm setting the bar really low. Yeah. That way, if I don't meet your expectations, it's okay because I've made sure your expectations are really are low. Super low yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in that way I'm being disingenuous like a hundred percent because then I'm confused about who I am. Yeah. And when I do something with myself, then you're or like, I, wait, this is not who I'm supposed to be. Right. And now I've, I've gotten it to a point where it's difficult. I'm, I've buried myself in a hole and now I'm trying to climb out and be like, no, I am these things. And yeah. then it's like, but you already told people you were something different. <clears throat> So now I'm a fraud for trying to get people to believe I am who I say I am. And um, I just fucked myself. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I royally did. I think that's the first time you've said that on the podcast. I've been the, the, F-word? I've been the fuck queen. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mom and dad. Mom who listens. Dad, I don't know. <laughs> but I have been the F word queen and I'm proud of you for going I, That was a very scary thing for me to do. But I feel like... With how I was yesterday and how fake I feel like I was being. <laughs> Let's be vulnerable. You know what's the hardest thing in the world is to show people who you really are because you're already your big... That's what I said earlier, but 100%. This is inside of everybody. You are your biggest critic. There, there's going to be people who you're afraid are going to critique you and what you're really afraid of is that they're going to say what you already think. So I guess just go a little easier on yourself. You know, we're all, we're all 
take it easy on yourself. We're all doing as best the best job that we can. And uh, I think that was why I was struggling because afterwards we listened to it and she was staring at me like, what is your problem? Yeah. I was like, what's up? This sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah. And all I was thinking is, wow, you're fake as fuck, Jerry. Yeah. You well, are. When I couldn't even tell when we yeah. were listening, I was like, I don't understand what the problem is. I thought it well, even my own husband who was sitting in the living room listening to us play it. And was he like, was saying, good. yeah, he goes, you know, Jerry, I feel like a lot of people are going to connect with it. You sounded really vulnerable. You were really opening up. And I was like, but I wasn't. Yeah. Well, that's what I think is super I important. Wasn't. I wasn't. I have chosen stories that make me look vulnerable, but they're ones that I'm comfortable with sharing. They're not yeah. the actual things that I'm vulnerable about. Yeah. That's what I think is really cool about the fact that you wanted to redo this. And anybody else who will be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you, <laughs> you know, scrapped a whole episode, but... I think it's super important. I think it's super important that we both get vulnerable because I just talked about my chin hair to a bunch of people. <laughs> and, and honestly, body hair, because it's so dark, was one of my... I talked about my unibrow the other episode, too. Yeah. That was one of my biggest things that I have been bullied and scared about my whole freaking life. Your I, facial hair? Seriously, I'm not joking. <laughs> this mustache doesn't grow its <laughs> No, but I just have really dark hair and it comes in against very pale skin. And so it's like, you're going to see it, you know? Yeah. So I've been, I take care of it now, you guys. <laughs> but I like, I'm attached to this shit. Same. But I think that, that that's the best quality that you can have as a human being because you're relatable and well, like put yourself out there. What's the worst that's going to happen? I mean, there could be some bad <laughs> stuff. I don't know. We're going to find out. But... I think that the positive response you get is going to far outweigh the negative. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Because the things that I, That's because I've created, I, I've created a list of things that make me feel like an imposter. Yeah. Oh, good. Do you have them? Yeah. Do you want me to start with them? Please. Um, well, my first one is that I am self-confident mm -hmm. um, and that I am okay with going out without makeup or my hair done. I really am okay with those things, but that's just because I don't care anymore. And I've created that, you know, brand yeah. for myself. It, like it's so weird to think you create a brand for yourself, but you do, you do. especially oh, sure. because so much of our lives are on social media. Mm -hmm. uh, and because my business is, you know, kind of heavily dependent on social media. Right. I have created a brand for myself and that is just like being your normal average everyday girl. <laughs> Who doesn't want to do her makeup and doesn't raw. do this? Yeah. It, and so uh, you mentioned yesterday that I have started to make you feel more confident you in have. going out that way. You really have. I used to, uh, when we were in high school together, Jerry would come over and be like, let's go, like quickly. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hold on. Don't you realize I have to take an hour to do my hair and makeup? Right. And she's like, we're going to the mall for two minutes. And I could not even leave my house to walk to my mailbox without being full face makeup and full hair. And it was debilitating, honestly. Yeah. But, and it was okay for me. I didn't really care, but it, it told people that I was confident in myself. And that was a lie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. And so when I hear you say you made me feel confident because I see you are, I'm like, I'm not. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm a fraud. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also my success in my jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, so people asking me for advice, uh, uh, wanting mentorships, um, booking people in general. So as a photographer, um, I hit 10 K and I've been booking my ideal clients. Um, I'm talking like going to Colorado for an elopement. I'm talking like backyard, really cool, um, intricate, well thought out weddings, weddings with like tree houses, all of these things. And I still feel like a fraud. Yeah. And <laughs> it's so hard to think that. I know. It's hard for us all to think that. And that's like the biggest thing about imposter syndrome is you don't feel like you're deserving of it. But That's I look exactly at other people you don't and I'm like, like, they deserve it. I don't. Right, but you're I'm putting in just as much work and you really are. You really are. And you're producing just as good. People wouldn't book you if you weren't doing as well as you're doing. Do you know what Everything I'm saying? Everything in my head is like, but that's because I'm fake as no. well. <laughs> no, no. I've tricked all these people. <laughs> no, other humans are... I think I, more intelligent. Well, I think 
I would hope. I could, you know what? That might actually help me thinking like you're not that well now I'm just putting myself down like wow Jerry you think you're so good at this <laughs> no I didn't mean to say it no. <laughs> you think you're so good at fooling people they see right through you kind yeah. of deal but um I had someone say to me that they feel like I have more hours in the day because of um how quickly I'm able to edit my turnaround time um the just how I keep my house mm-hmm. uh, the amount of time I spend with my son and you know my social media presence and all these things that they were saying like wow it feels like you have more hours in the day and I feel like, wow, I did such a good job of making you think that I have my shit together. Right. And I don't feel like I do. Yeah, but none of us do. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, really. And we'll get into that more. Social media is going to make it seem like we all do. And what you just said right there was that you basically don't. It, but she feels like you do because of your social media presence. And that's a huge thing that we all need to realize is that no, nobody does. None of us do that. Social media, you put on there what you want to put on there. You control what other people see of you. Because yeah. 90% of us are like not leaving our house that many times a week anymore. Yeah. So you're controlling your entire perception of yourself for other people. And right. you have to remember that other people are doing that as well. And so she might be a little more vulnerable or being like, wait, my house doesn't look like that. But you know, yours doesn't look like that 24 seven either. Well, and that's why I feel like a fraud because someone believes that it does. You're just real. And I'm going to expose you, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Exposed. (laughs) Um, Well, social media makes me feel like I have to keep up with this persona. For sure. But you don't. But the persona that I've created is that I don't keep up with shit. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like very, very bizarre yeah. <laughs> of like, am I real? Yeah. <laughs> is this real? Is anything real? I think you're real. And I feel like societal norms have played into that as mm-hmm. well, where when I was growing up, I did a lot of things uh, to please other people because I was such a people pleaser. Yeah. And but so we it, both have that big time. It made it very hard to figure out, am I doing these things because they're For authentic me, to me or because or, I want other people to praise me. Right. And that I think is where it all starts mm-hmm. is I'm now living a life that wasn't designed for me. That doesn't feel like it fits me. So I feel like a fraud. And then when I start to pursue a life that feels more like me. I still feel like a fraud because you're like, wait, that's because not. it's so different. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how I was right out of high school. Remember I, you kept telling me wear this, wear this, wear this. And I was like, no, that's people are going to look at me and be like, you didn't wear that in high school. Why are you wearing that now? You're pretending you're right. whatever. And I'm like, also it's been 10 years. You don't have to be the same person that you were in high school. And that doesn't mean that you're a fraud. Everybody is allowed to change who they want to yeah. be. Growth or, is important. It's so important. And you're allowed to be a new person. And that's the beautiful thing about living in life. And I think a lot of reason why so many people move away from small towns is because then they can be who they truly feel like they can be. And they don't have to feel like, okay, that person is from, they knew me when I was 12 and I listened to screamo bands, which are great. <laughs> but I listen then, to them now. Yeah. But then if you like Taylor Swift, you don't want your other people to be like, whatever you used to listen to. Yeah. No, we're I'm not. not li- talking- I'm not listening to Swift. <laughs> I'm not. Don't. Oh gosh. Swifties are going to come for us. Listen, I'm going to have to sniff my lavender hands right now and calm myself down. <laughs> I don't listen to her, but I don't not listen to her. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I think that's why so many people want to get away is because it's like, then they can be themselves and not yeah. feel like I'm living a life that's not me. And it is you. And also give people a little bit of slack to live their lives because people I'm talking to, you know who you are, who are the same judgy type of people. I hope that you don't listen to this. (laughs) But if you do and you judge people, chill out on it a little bit. It's not that that serious. Yeah. I always feel like if I don't follow the uh, path of societal norms of, you know, graduate, go to college, get married, have children, stay in your hometown. Mm Mm-hmm and repeat until everyone's dead yeah. that you're failing yeah. if you don't follow that. But then I almost, I also feel I'm failing myself if I, if I'm not being true to myself. And so it's very hard to know whether you're being a fraud or whether 
you're being authentic and people like it's so hard to figure out where you are to the point of it being paralyzing. Right. And so I almost just like don't want to do anything at all (laughs) because that would be easier than putting myself out there. That's why I lay in my bed all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And, uh, imposter- we're in bed right now. <laughs> oh no. But right before I came over, I was in bed all day long. <laughs> so, uh, imposter syndrome really goes along a lot with, um, anxiety and depression, especially. I think it almost fuels them. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, big time. I know that it fuels mine. I have clinical which we'll talk about this in the next one, I'm sure. But I've been diagnosed with clinical depression and anxiety. Yeah. And um, I know that any kind of success I have will give me a high for a minute. And then the second that the wave comes down and I'm not constantly getting like, you're awesome, you're awesome, you're awesome, which don't do that to me. Like, yeah. I don't want to say that I want people to do that constantly, but it's just the second that that ends, then I feel kind of like, oh, you didn't actually do that good. Those people are lying to you or you tricked them or good for you. They're going to find out someday that you didn't actually, I don't know, like you're not as smart or. (laughs) Well, me winning biggest BSer was a problem for me (laughs) Yeah, because it almost like validated that I was a fraud. Yeah. But uh, surprise class of 2009, I didn't actually win it. I BSed my way into that. I BSed becoming the BSer. Um, I hope they're all listening. Abby, you, if you're listening, Abby, you're the real winner. And I apologize for convincing the person who was counting the votes to change it to me. Um, but now I feel like ever since then, I've been continuing to BS everyone into thinking I'm someone that I'm not. Right. And what's funny is if you sat here and you're like, okay, then who really are you? I don't know. <laughs> I would tell you, but then it would vi- it would be who I say I like. I don't know it, who I present. I whatever you say. <laughs> if I wasn't, then why would I say I? <laughs> it's strange. Yeah, it's very to weird. feel authentic, but also like a fraud at the same time. Well, that's a, that's what this whole thing does. Well, okay, so I'll get into the uh, the 1978. Um, clinical trials mm-hmm. that they did this. So in 1978, Dr. Pauline Clance and Dr. Suzanne Iams sampled 150 high achieving women. All of these women had been recognized for their professional excellence by their colleagues, and they had all earned many degrees and had extremely high test scores between them. So despite consistent evidence of their intelligence and achievements, these women lacked the internal acknowledgement of their accomplishments. Anytime they were asked, they explained their successes away as a result of luck every single time. Clance and Imes believed this mindset developed from factors such as gender stereotypes, because mm-hmm. we were in the late 70s. So right. um, gender stereotypes, early family dynamics, culture, and attribution style. The women in the study showed symptoms related to depression, generalized anxiety, and low self-confidence. So when we talk about, by the way, when we talk about any of those three things, the reason we're talking about them is because that's what fuels this fire, basically, is generalized anxiety, depression, low self-confidence. We all have, I feel, a little bit of each of those, at least at some point in our lives. So um, it said imposter syndrome may be accompanied by anxiety, stress, or depression. I right. mean, that's the same kind of thing. But stress definitely does it as well. Um, and pressure, putting yourself under a lot of pressure, which we all are now, uh, especially, like I said, with social media, and we'll get into that a little bit. But social media puts a huge, huge stressor on everyday people to be something bigger well it's drawn a really fine line fine little dainty precious line (laughs) between being proud of yourself and being conceited exactly that's exactly it and you don't want to you don't want to over boast yourself but also you don't want to seem like you're fishing for compliments to be like no i'm not that good i'm not that good i'm not that good so again you're paralyzed yeah literally you're stuck in a limbo Mm -hmm. and it's just like how do we get out of it Right. How do we get away from feeling like we're either fishing for compliments or we're over, we're accepting the compliments over overtly to the point where Regina Georging yourself. Yes. 
Oh, you think, wait, what did she say? <laughs> she says, so you agree. Yeah. You, you think, think you're, you're really, really pretty. <laughs> <laughs> so you agree. You think you're really talented. So you I agree. S- you think you're really successful. I said that to Jerry the other day. Cause I said, every time that she compliments me on some aspect of something that we're doing together, I'm always just like paralyzed with what to say, because I don't want to be like, no, stop it. <laughs> Even yeah. though that's what I'm feeling inside. Like, no, you're mm-hmm. wrong. So I just accept it. But then I don't want you to be like, so you agree. <laughs> you think you're really pretty. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, it, like I don't agree. But also I will never say I don't agree because I don't want you to think I'm like, no, tell me more. Tell me Seriously, tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> like, feed my ego. Yeah. Because what it really is, is I'm like, I don't think I am any of those things. And the fact that you do is insane. <laughs> well, that's why it's so difficult for us to put this out. It's so difficult for us to continue. Um podcasting in general, um, especially after, which sounds backwards because we've received so much praise, a lot of positive feedback and we are seeing numbers that we didn't ever anticipate to see, especially this quickly. Right. And it took us a very long time to even get this podcast up and running. Now Mm -hmm. that's kind of a lie (laughs) because technically we did it in five days. Yeah. From, from, deciding what to do to being like, okay, we're going to do it, researching, getting it recorded, doing the photo shoot, doing the photo shoot, putting it on social media, putting it on, um, our platforms. You did everything. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Like getting it out there. So like the preparation, the recording, the production, and then, you know, launching was five days, but it It took us months, months, six months probably to get the balls essentially. Yeah. To even do it. Yeah. And we looked at it as like, oh, you know, maybe our moms will listen. Yeah. Or this will be nice, a nice hobby. Yeah. Or it'll be something that at least our kids can listen to it whenever they get older and be like, that was so cool that my mom did that. Yeah. Which my son already does. So I'm like, win for me. (laughs) And that's all we were ever expecting from it. But even then we were saying we're not worthy of a community. Yeah. We're not worthy of um, the adoration. Yeah. And that's what is so difficult for us now is accepting that we're receiving that and yeah. wanting to we, continue yeah, with it. Because we want to be that. That's all we've ever wanted. I think both of us truly without saying it out loud, because then we didn't want to curse it and be like, this could be bigger. But what we wanted to do, and I've said this multiple times, this was my one goal was I, when I was in a, the worst spot I've ever been in, in my life, um, depression wise and like just really, really not doing well. I didn't leave my house and I didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's when I began listening to podcasts because I felt inside none of your friends want, this is all anxiety based too. So I'm sure I'll touch on that in our episode on that. But I thought none of your friends want to hang out with you. They all hate you. They all are mad at you for what happened in your past or Mm -hmm. whatever, or they think you're crazy. And they're not going to want to sit with you while you're in your house in laying in 10 day old pajamas or whatever it was, you yeah. know, and, uh, your medieval filth, literally you don't, they don't want to be in your medieval filth culture with you. <laughs> so I reached out to podcasts and I kind of would put them on in the background, not even really listening, but it just felt like someone was there. Friendship. Yeah. Social Uh, socializing without socializing. Yeah. And it really helped me. And then I told a bunch of people that there is a science behind hearing people laugh. It's kind of like mimicking yawning Mm -hmm. a little bit. And it releases serotonin. Yeah. Even if you're not laughing yourself, hearing others laugh is going to release a little bit of it. So it slowly but surely started pulling me out of it. And that that entire story is just to say that that's all we want. That's all yeah. I've wanted with this. And if we can do that for one person, I feel like I met the yeah. goal that I wanted. And we don't, I think the fear then is that somebody saying that we're not yeah, worthy of doing that. Yeah. Because we're frauds. Yeah. Right. But I said, another thing that makes me feel like an imposter is my relationships thinking that I care more for people than yeah. they care for me or that I'm annoying to them yes. or cause I saw a meme today that was like, um, SpongeBob, like stressing out. And it was me thinking that someone's mad at me or doesn't yeah. like me because of, um, Oh God, that's me. That they the said something to me in a different way than they normally yes. do. Yes. And I'm like, great, we're not actually friends. I thought we were friends, but um, they don't really like me as much as I like them. I'm going to back off. And that's why I 
oh, I back off 100% to where I won't even message you back. Yes. And it's awful. And I'm so sorry if people are listening that I've done that to. I'm so sorry because I truly did not ever mean to do that. That's why and I bail on plans. That's why I don't initiate making plans. <laughs> me and Jerry get along so well because uh, when we're, I feel like we are times are off that we do that and the other one will just kind of be like hey come over here yeah. or I'll just show up <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean well Which I really I nice. need people in my life like that because yeah, so I, I will not be the initiator Same. I won't yeah because I'm afraid of being a fraud in our relationship mm-hmm. of being let down it's always just I'm afraid of being let down yeah and I'm afraid of hurting and so I will kind of um I tried to do this with my husband when I first met him and I realized, oh, I think we're supposed to get married. <laughs> um, I friend zoned him yeah. <laughs> immediately because I was afraid of losing him. So I do that with other people. I'm going to put myself in the back seat and put our relationship in check because I'm afraid of investing in things because yeah. I'm afraid of losing it and, and being called out as a fraud or, or feeling like what I thought was real wasn't real right (sighs) vulnerability it feels so raw (laughs) yeah this honestly it's making me sweat i feel um i will say i'm happy that we're doing this a second time because the things i'm talking about now i don't really talk about i haven't really shared and um feeling like a fraud in my business is something very scary to say because then people like, it's scary to think people might be like, Oh, are you exactly? Well, cancel. Yeah. That's what you don't want is someone to call you out on something you're already thinking about. And I'll go into that a little bit more, Yeah, but, um, I'm going to do signs and symptoms real fast so that I can get into social media because I think that's super important. Yeah. Um, so your signs and your symptoms that you're, you might have imposter syndrome is, Get ready, because this is pretty much everybody (laughs) at some point in your life. A lack of self-confidence, anxiety, doubts about your thoughts, abilities, achievements, and accomplishments, negative self-talk, feelings of inadequacy, dwelling on past mistakes, that's my biggest one, Mm -hmm. and not feeling good enough. So I think the thing that we all have to keep in mind is that we all make mistakes. That's what makes people people. Mm Mm-hmm. Dwelling on your past mistakes doesn't mean that you're not worthy for the success that you are now receiving. And you can be a different person than who you were eventually. You know what I'm saying? It just, well, yeah. Growth is You're possible. a different person every seven years. Yeah. Your skin sheds like a snake. <laughs> <laughs> every seven years you molt. Yeah. And you're but brand new. Your cells regenerate. And then it's like you've got brand new people skin. Yeah. <laughs> You just wake up one day and you're glistening. Like, you're like, oh my God, this is my new skin. Am Finally. I Twilight? I've been waiting for it to come in. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, my biggest thing was was trying to be like, I know that I made a lot of mistakes and then when I get around those certain people, which is why I've now shut myself into a freaking hole. <laughs> mm-hmm. When I get around the people who know the mistakes that I made, I feel like I'm back. In, that's why I had to leave my job. Yeah, The old job I had, it was just like constant reminder and the people only thought of me as being a certain way and it was like nobody could accept the fact that I could grow and that I could change and that I could be a different person and a better person and that was really hard for me because then my entire existence was just like maybe you're still that person underneath maybe you're just pretending to be a better person which is bullshit yeah if you're being a better person you're being a better person you know you're, you're, you're doing it. No one else is doing it for you. And maybe you might be doing it to be like, yeah, whatever, Becky, look at me now. But like, you're still doing good things. Yeah. That doesn't negate the fact that you're not putting a positive outlet. Yeah. Growth is hopefully inevitable. Yeah. That you're going to change and uh, you're going to be a new person. And the hardest part is accepting that people may never see you Mm -hmm. as a different person. That's something I personally struggled with. Um, because I was a bully yeah. growing up and it was like your cliche bully because you were bullied. You know, I felt insecure. So I made other people feel insecure and I don't like that. That was who I was. And I've worked really, really hard to change that about me. And I, ha- it got to a really difficult point for me when I realized that people 
didn't have to accept that I grew. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I had to ask myself, put myself in check. Like, are you doing this because you want people to see you differently or because you actually you realize you? Yeah, that this was a bad thing and you don't want to be that person. Yeah. And so that I think feeds imposter syndrome is like, okay, are you real or are you not? Yeah. Is this you or what is that you? And now you're just being a manipulative. Exactly. It's so, so hard. Yeah, it really. <laughs> because is. there's for some reason, always this voice in my head that nothing I ever do, no progress I make is ever good enough to be like, yes, you've reached right your goal. And uh, so the, the next thing I wanted to talk about was the fact that social media is so big in creating imposter syndrome, especially in millennials. It's because we're the biggest on social media. Um, well, the rest yeah. of the generations behind us. But I mean, we started it. We grew up in it. Yeah. And that was huge because you have Photoshop filters. It's all helping to distort our expectations of ourselves and our of other people. So it it makes it very hard to be like, I want to be like Kylie Jenner or whoever, who is a multi-billion, she's a billionaire right now. So she's not multi-billionaire, but she's a billionaire. Single billionaire. Single, one billion. (laughs) Casual billionaire. I was going to say multi-million, but I remember she's billion now. Yeah. And you're never going to be that. That, Not that. (laughs) Right. But you're not going to have the life that she's having. And that's okay. You can have a good life without having the life that she's having. Well, because even in her life, she struggles. Exactly. She struggles with imposter syndrome because people tell her she hasn't earned anything that she's been given. Yes. And that's sad to me because like, I get it. I'm not like her biggest fan. (laughs) Well, I'm not her, not her fan. I just like, I see her as a human in general. Yeah. And she's, she, she really does work hard. I mean, I think that anybody who is doing that much at such a young age is obviously working hard. I mean, it's hard. Can you imagine having a camera shoved in your face from the time you were 11 or 10? Having a microphone shoved in my face for the last three weeks. (laughs) giving me anxiety. It's a lot. I can't imagine. But, you know. Anyways. So, um, it says, most of us can think back on a time when someone questions our authenticity on social media, which is horrifying. Because Mm -hmm. if someone questions your authenticity anyways... It's awful, but the fact that they can now do it on such a public, you you can be like publicly embarrassed or publicly called a failure on social media where everybody else in the world that you care about, their opinion of you can see it. Yeah. Now someone can manipulate someone else's view of you. It's horrifying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then that'll manipulate you. It's all going to go back into your own brain and be like, you're right. You're right. I am a fraud. Mm -hmm. And you're not. No, you're not. Well, I hear a lot of people saying that like, you know, social media is a highlight reel. Remember, they're not posting all these things. I don't necessarily think it's always a bad thing mm-hmm. because at some point, even though it's your highlight reel, it is still a part of your reel. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> you didn't manipulate, uh, I would hope, that situation or that moment. It did happen. Exactly. And it's okay to share your exactly. highs. Well, that's another part that I have in here, but yeah. But I think it contributes to imposter syndrome because then you're thinking like, oh, people only think that this is all I am. Exactly. But I think you need those high moments. Yeah. Because without them, life is so, so. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. So let's talk about how we're going to get through it. Yeah. Or try to. We're going to try to get through it. Be honest with yourself. If you're feeling unworthy or embarrassed, just be transparent about it. That's what we've been doing or trying to do. I think that was our whole goal in making this episode was we, and it's redoing you, it. Yeah. You guys, it's very difficult to go into this when you both have it and you're like, okay, how can we put this out there and not feel like, um, give me compliments or, yeah. Um, I don't know. We just didn't want people to be like, they're lying. They're making this whole thing or they're saying all of this to get views or whatever. All of this is us being extremely. Sorry, I just imagine people listening to a podcast with their eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Without their eyelids, of course. (laughs) Sorry, listeners. (laughs) Oh, by the way, without the eyelids thing, we we figured out that it was just Momo. I don't like saying the name because I think she can hear me. Momo's who I look like in the morning. I think my boyfriend Please was the one that... saying her name. <laughs> if you say it three times, she's going to come through the wall like the Kool-Aid man, and I'm going to panic. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, yeah. Be transparent about it. The only thing that can 
happen then is that someone calls you out, but that can happen when you're being a fraud and then, you know. Yeah. People are dicks. <laughs> you just have to remember that. And just because they call you out on something doesn't mean that they're right. I just want that to be important and sticking in your mind as well. Just because someone else has an opinion about you does not mean that their opinion is right. And they can be louder and they can be have more followers and have more people that think that they're right. And it doesn't, it still doesn't make them right about yeah, you. You have to allow people that. to dictate how you view yourself. Exactly. That's exactly it. Number two, and this is the big one that goes with that. Focus on facts and not feelings. Focus on your qualifications. Focus on the fact that you're doing well. I know you, every time you're like, nope. <laughs> You, you start shaking my head. It's almost involuntary. Yeah. And then you look at me and I'm like, oh, I'm doing it. <laughs> you have a valid reasoning for your success, though. And that we all do. If you're putting in the work and you're getting the the success from it, the accomplishment, accomplishments from it, it's because you're doing it. That's yeah. the only reason. People, again, people aren't dumbasses. They're not yeah. like just fueling the fire because, I don't know, they like you as a person. They might, but yeah. that's a small amount of people. But even if they are... The fact that they you like you as a person did, is still you a still good did thing. it. Yeah. You still did it, and but they're them liking you doesn't mean that you. If you got the award, if you got the job, if you got whatever, it's because you did it. Yeah. So that's important to remember. Uh, flip the script. Remember, we all start somewhere. We all fail before we succeed, and you don't have to go into something being the best. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at you. I reject that <laughs> statement. <laughs> I don't do things. Without being a perfectionist. And I know. That's why we're doing this. And that was the hard thing about redoing this was me being like, okay, am I experiencing imposter syndrome? Is it actually a good episode? And I'm just having a lot of self-doubt and don't want to put it out. Or do I just know I can do better? Yeah. And so I want to do better. Yeah. How do you, figuring out, am I experiencing a, an imposter syndrome episode? I don't right. know how to say it. Or... Am I genuinely just recognizing? I should get that. Oh, excuse me, Siri. <laughs> <laughs> Not for you. <laughs> or am I just experiencing a moment where I know I can do better? Yeah. Because I know myself. And I don't think it's a bad thing to be a perfectionist or to be someone no. who wants to do well and wants to work hard. But if you're constantly in this loop, there's got to be a little bit of balance. You, at some point, you have to give yourself credit. Exactly. And I, that's the part I struggle with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's tough, uh, I think, for everybody to do that. But, well, growing up, my dad was my basketball coach. Sorry, dad. <laughs> but <laughs> he said something during practices a lot that was good enough never is. Yeah. And he didn't mean it in a way that was like, wow, Jerry, you're never good enough to me. It was more <laughs> like keep working hard because someone else is working hard. Yeah. Keep, you know, working out longer because other people are working out longer. There's always going to be someone, um, who is progressing and you don't want to be stagnant or complacent. Mm -hmm. And I took that and I manipulated it in my mind and created this cycle of nothing you ever do is enough. Right. And I, <laughs> he never intended it to be that, but my mind morphed this phrase into something that now freaks me out every time I do anything. Right. It makes me feel like I can never get to the point of patting myself on the back because yeah. good enough never is. Well, that's not what he meant. <laughs> I know that's not what he meant. I know that's not what he meant. And he, but he, I understand that's a, that's a common mantra mantra. Mm -hmm. Oh, big word. <laughs> but I think a lot of us without knowing what it is, has that in our head. Like you can be better, you can be better, you can be better. But then it's like, you never fully, um, experience your successes because it's always like, well, what comes next kind yeah. of thing. So this next one is embrace the highlights. Mm. Good segue. <laughs> don't doubt, downplay your advances and don't downplay the praise you receive from others. They're doing it for a reason. That's yeah. so important to remember. A lot of people, it might just be gassing you up for whatever, but even if they are doing that to make you feel better as a person, that's a reason to do it. Don't downplay yeah. the fact that people are giving you praise because you deserve it if you're getting it. Yeah. You're not just getting it for no reason. And I think that's super important to remember because I never do. <laughs> well, it makes me feel guilty actually hearing that because whenever 
my husband gives me praise mm-hmm. or when you give me praise or when my friends give me praise, mm-hmm. I almost don't think it counts. Yeah. And right. That, because you're just like, you're just doing that because you're close to me. Now I'm now <laughs> that's insulting yeah. to the people who love me because they are trying to pour into me. Right. And I'm rejecting it yeah. and saying you're a fraud <laughs> and what you're saying to me, it's not real. It's fake. It's a lie. I don't you're deserve it to boost my ego. You right. don't mean it. And that's, so insulting. Yeah. I like, I do it with my mom because she's my biggest fan. And I'm like, mom, you're just doing that because you're my mom. Yeah. (laughs) But like, she's doing it because she's like, holy shit, you're doing very well. Like, well, I think that's why I was, um, so accepting of my dad's praise. Yes. Because when I spoke to him on the phone after our first episode, he was saying that he loved it and Mm -hmm. that he thought we were funny and that you sounded so intelligent, that we sounded really prepared, that we sounded professional. And all I could say was thank you. Yeah. That was one of the only times I haven't rejected a compliment. And it was because I think he's my baseline. Yeah. And for someone who, you know, I looked at with the whole good enough never is thing. It was almost like he's saying this is. Yeah. Wow. I almost cried. (laughs) Oh, What the heck? <laughs> um, so that was nice. <laughs> do, do you want to keep going? Yeah, we can go. Okay. The next one. The next one is fake. I love when people cry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm just like, we're having a moment. Bask in it. <laughs> Thanks, Daddy. <laughs> Let me bathe in your tears. <laughs> oh, jeez. That was beautiful. Uh, fake it till you make it. Don't run and hide when you feel doubtful. Give yourself permission to be flawed and surround yourself with people. Oh, good segues all the frick around. <laughs> And surround yourself with people who love and support you through good times and bad times. That's super, super, super important. Even if you do think that they're a fraud and even if you tell them you think like they're bullshitting you, if they're good and they're in your corner, they're, they're going to be there. You know what I mean? Like they're going to tell you, here's the thing that I love about it too. My mom was the first person to give us like a critique and it was not really a critique, but just, you know, she's the first one that was like, couldn't differentiate us apart or yeah. said she couldn't understand us because we were laughing <laughs> or whatever, you know. But I take everything that she says to heart because she'll tell me if it's good and then she'll tell me if it could be better, you know. Yeah. And I love that about her because I know that no matter what, even if it was bad, she would tell me. Like, it's going to get better. You know what I mean? Or yeah, and it's okay to She's, hear that kind of thing. Well, nobody is perfect. We didn't expect to put this out and be like, ta-da, we're perfect podcasters. <laughs> Listen, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> really, we were like, please turn us off. Yeah, <laughs> turn it off. <laughs> we don't know why you're listening. <laughs> yeah. But <sighs> the fact that people are is like, pretty freaking cool. Please don't stop. <laughs> yeah. Don't leave us yet. <laughs> uh Sorry, I'm like still trying not like, okay, I'm having a moment where I, uh, I shot a wedding last year and the bride, we're still friends. So I feel like I can say this (laughs) and she listens. So, Hey girl, how you doing? (laughs) Um, where she disappeared during the reception Oh yeah, and people were chanting her name (gasps) and she was in the bridal suite crying. Oh. And I walked in and I was like, what's going on? And she said that she was scared that people weren't having a good time. Oh, that she, she wedding. Yeah, she built this up for months. And yeah. then she was afraid that it wasn't going to live up to expectations. And then she said she started thinking about something that happened in the sixth grade. And then oh. it just spiraled. And, she could, and I, in that moment, was like, now is not the freaking time. Yeah. <laughs> you need to, to get out there. Get some powder <laughs> under those eyes. <laughs> the people want you. Reapply your mascara. We're going to go take some sunset photos and we're going to go in there like nothing happened. And her husband carried her in there. Oh. It, and then they did um, the lift at the end of Dirty Dancing. It was yes. incredible. 
It was absolutely incredible. I wish we could end our podcast like that. Yeah. <laughs> Just lift, lift me up. <laughs> I truly had the time of my life. <laughs> and that's, that's what that reminds me of is, you know, surrounding yourself with people who are going to support you through moments like that, through yeah. tough times and pick you up when you are in an imposter cycle. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's important to remember that you're capable. You're amazing. You're not an imposter. You are an original. And the fact that you're not the best is okay. And the fact that you're not the same is okay because you're you, what you're doing matters, what you're doing is important. And it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Just do good. Do good. Oh my gosh, Mr. Feeney. Yes, do good. Don't you mean do Do well? well? No. Do Do good. good. Put good out into the world and you won't have to worry about whether you're doing enough because you're just doing good, you know? Wow, I'm in my feels so (laughs) deeply I'm drowning. I'm sorry. Oh, well, I think that's, that's all I have. Yeah. That was... An emotional roller coaster. It really was. Thank you guys for letting us be vulnerable and for uh, understanding that because both of us had kind of said that we felt immense pressure after the first two episodes to be like super funny and on our game yeah. all the time. So uh, for those of you that stuck around, yeah, it, <laughs> I'm glad for, we did this for our third episode because yeah. I felt like we um, had created personas. Yes, and that we were. We had started this with the intent of just being Jerry and Sierra, yeah. sitting down, having a conversation and hoping that other people could feel like they were a part of it with us. Right. And then after the first two and, and what we were receiving, it was almost like now we were elevated versions of ourselves. Yeah. And I want to, we want to bring you back down to reality. <laughs> we want to lower our bar again. <laughs> you know what? You guys put us up here. Bring us back down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just, we're one of you. Yeah. Really, truly, though, I mean, if you want to put us up there, that's fine. <laughs> no, don't put me up there. Okay. Wait, well, for the love of God, we're I'm working my butt heights. off. You should have heard from the last one. Oh, wait, I don't think I told you that one. You guys, I'm terrified of heights. So. Oh. It's one of my biggest ones. I'm not afraid of heights. I'm afraid of, like, metaphorical heights. Oh, if no. you're putting me on a pedestal. <laughs> no, I have a, a response inside of me that makes me shake and, like, I can't. I, just, I grab my boobs. I'm sorry. That's what I do to comfort myself. <laughs> I just didn't like the eye contact <laughs> while it was happening. I honestly didn't realize I was doing it. When I get really nervous, that's what I do. They're my comfort, they're like my stress balls. Comfort bags. <laughs> Grab your comfort bags. You Sit guys, down. We're about to get into it. Go ahead and squeeze on a stress ball <laughs> and let's go for this ride together. <laughs> oh, so now you know who we are. Yeah. I hope we didn't scare you off. <laughs> So yeah, from now on, we're going to try and introduce ourselves yeah. in some way. So that's, uh, that's what's to come. And we're, uh, we're going to try and record a second episode today because Sierra is going on vacation. I'm going to Mexico. Yay. Woo-hoo! I've never left the country and I'm so stoked. What a time to go. I know. I know. I'm like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and we're out. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to try and record another one. And, uh, so yeah, that's, that's the that on that an imposter syndrome all right you guys goodbye bye Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule, so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently. Acapella.edu.